You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Thank you for joining Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we educate, uh, inspire, and just try to motivate mothers who are struggling with their sons to try to uh, just find a better way of doing things. It is 2022, and we are excited about what God is doing. So I have a special guest with us on today, but I'm going to go ahead and start in prayer before we get started with our interview. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time, praying that this meeting would be all of you and none of us. Yes. I pray, Lord, for our special guest on today, that you would give her the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that she needs to speak words of wisdom to all of the listeners at the sound of her voice. We thank you, O oh God, for clarity of thinking and we rebuke any satanic or demonic forces that may try to come to hinder the word of God on today. Yes. And so yes. we thank you, O oh God, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, Miss Tanita, Miss Tanita from I Can Think Positive. You all, Miss Tanita, she is here with us and she has an agency here in Atlanta. I'm going to let her tell you more about it, but I wanted to start by reading her mission statement. It is to enhance individuals by inspiring them to gain knowledge through utilization of positive thinking and therapeutic approaches for the development and strengthening of individuals, families, and communities. That is awesome, Miss Tanita. So, um, as we get started, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the mission of I Can Think Positive? Yes, ma'am. Good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here on this morning. Um, our I Can Think Positive is a non-intensive outpatient services program that is here for the community, and we service the Metro Atlanta area. Um, we, our vision is to provide quality coaching, counseling and community support services to build a stronger society and enhance the quality of life of others. So I wanna just tell you what I can mean. I can is I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me as long as I think positive. So we are, um, faith-based we do um, so we meet you where you are if you're faith-based we use that as part of our approach and we do it to enhance you everyone has to have a baseline what's important to them what is their foundation so we like to find your foundation and build upon that we give back to the community we provide therapy we provide nursing we provide medication management um, PSRI, which is coping skills. Um, we provide uh, pro bono 
anger management and substance abuse groups as a part of giving back to the community. We provide, uh, I think that encompasses almost everything. Uh, we provide children and adult services as well as family because you cannot change one part of the family without it affecting the whole. And so we have mm -hmm. to learn how to work together as one member changes, how do we make work together to make that bond and that unit stronger? Wow. Now you just said a lot. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, those words strike a chord with me, of course, because in the other work that I do, we try to work to do the same thing, which is why we're partners, actually, um, because we both understand that. But that can be very challenging, Ms. Tanita. What are some of the challenges that you have seen as you try to bring everybody together? You try to make everybody and all the moving parts uh, you know, come together. So if you look at a family unit, the son is having a problem. But what you're saying is you can't really, well, you try not to just deal with the son. You try to deal with some other things that may be going on in his life, some other people that may be uh, interfering or having some kind of impact or effect on his life. Or and How does that work for the work that you do? So if we work with children, if it's a, a child, um, son, we... Um, we have to work with the primary caregiver or a caregiver. There's no way. So before I even meet with the um, identified client, which would be the um, son, we, we would meet with the mother because there is different views of things or the father or the sister, whoever is that support system that is bringing them or that's in the home. We try to talk to them first because that in our view of ourselves, I would say kids, but even individuals as adults, how we see things as the person, someone outside looking in sees things a little different. So we try to get different views in order to enhance and support that unit as much as possible. And my goal is, is that we have everybody in the home eventually in one of those sessions or incorporated as we grow and enhance um, that primary person that we're servicing. Wow. So how effective have you found that to be? And is it challenging to get everybody on board, you know, to come into the office or to be a part of it? It is very challenging to get everyone involved. Very, very challenging. Um, but at some point, you, I stress the importance of everyone being involved. And as I mentor and I supervise other therapists, I tell them, do not meet with the child without meeting with the parent. Because you cannot get a true view of what's going on. And then at least twice a month, we I, they're required to do family sessions to bring the at least the mother and the child, if not the whole unit together. 
And my highest success rate is when the whole family comes together because then they begin to understand each other. Because sometimes you may tell me something and I hear you, but another party may say, well, I think what she's trying to say is, and it gives a different view and it gives family members an aha moment. Well, I never thought of it like that. Mm. To have that clinical eye or that clinical person in there to rephrase sometimes or give examples or role play or model what each behavior does to affect other members in the home. Wow, that's good. So have you seen a disparity uh, between the males and females that you provide services to? Like, are there more males than females or more females than males? Or do you find it's about equal? I will say, in when I first started out in this field, it was much more females than it was males. A wow. lot more. However, that gap is closing. That gap is closing, um, especially with the teenage um, young men and adolescents. So there's... Uh, the gap is a lot less now, although there are more females that come into services. Um, traditionally, you don't see they're almost equal now uh, as our males and our females. So it's very hard <laughs> to get male therapists um, to mentor and to enhance and to support these young men because a lot of them come from single homes or they don't have a father in the home. Um, and they need that male support. So we try to pair those individuals that would benefit from the male support with the male therapist. Wow. So do you find that the male therapists are actually very effective towards that? Or is it just something that people actually desire? They are effective because they help the mother to see it in a different light. Okay. So okay. they're able to, my male therapists are very effective, but a lot of times um, I will do some sessions or we'll talk about it and we'll staff it. And I may intervene sometimes with that to give a, you know, a different twist. So we support each other and we do, um, supervision and we do team meetings in order to support to help each other with different ideas on what may work or may not be effective with the families but the male therapist helps the mother understand that male child sometimes wow. and so we have a lot of requests and a lot of times the young men will open up more to a male therapist than they will a female really Yes, yes. You know, uh, one of the points that I often make from uh, a school standpoint, many times young men find it difficult to open up to a male teacher or to be respectful because they um, have been, you know, they're around women so much that, uh, and they're accustomed to taking orders from women that you know when it comes to having to take uh 
instructions from a male or if a male, you know, kind of rises up on them, recording, they, um, they, they find it difficult and, you know, shut down, you know, don't listen. But then if a female comes around, depending on how the dynamics are in that home, uh, he may or may not respond, you know, to, to a male. So that's, that's good to hear. I think a lot of it too has to do with the age of the child mm -hmm. or the individual, the 14 and up respond a lot better to a male. Okay. That's, that's good. That's good. So having given, uh, now that we're in COVID and mm -hmm. it's up ticking more, um, but right now we're not in quarantine, you know, like we were at one time. Did you see an increase in cases uh, during quarantine, after quarantine? Did you see a difference in um, the, your business? Yes, after quarantine, it really, really um, had an influx of clients, um, both genders. Um, it was, it's like right now, we have an influx of people that's coming in. So the clientele and people seeking out services um, increased after COVID. Not after COVID, I'm sorry, after quarantine. Mm -hmm. So did you, do you see a difference? I know during COVID, there was a lot of telehealth, you know, doing it online. Did you see, did you feel like that was effective for some people or not effective? Are you happy that we're back? Uh, in person, do you see yourself having to go back to telehealth more based on this new variant and how, and I know I'm saying a lot, but <laughs> what are your thoughts on what's happening now and what's, what happened then and in person and all that? By the grace of God, we were able to offer both um, settings, telehealth and face-to-face -face during the whole time because we are front line so we could not close um mm. as an agency we offered telehealth and we are offered face-to-face -face. um telehealth is effective to for more effective for some people than others um to me it's not as effective as face-to-face -face. most of our clients want face-to-face -face. so given the choice the majority of the people come in for services or they prefer someone to come to their home over the telehealth services. Mm -hmm. So you all went to homes. Yeah, we well. go into the community. Um, they come into the office and we offer telehealth services. So there's three platforms that you can receive services. Oh, wow. Amen. So Ms. Tanita, what, what have been some of your biggest challenges with you know trying to meet the mission that you stand for is the consistency with the um clients because when people um see some improvement then they'll slack off of services um when individuals um some individuals expect change quicker than you're going to get it. 
it didn't take a day. It didn't take a two days or three days for that individual to get to where they were, where they're at, where the family member or themselves says, hey, I need help. So it may not, it's not going to be resolved in a week or in two weeks or in three or four sessions. And um, I don't think individuals take into effect um, in consideration that you have to do rapport building. So your first three or four sessions is rapport building, is getting to know that client, that client getting to know you and building that trust and building that bond. Mm -hmm. So the patience with the process is the biggest barrier I feel there is. Mm, that's good. So how do you, how have you been able to, to combat that? You know, do, do you tell, do you actually just tell them, hey, we need you, yeah, we got to do some rapport building. Because sometimes I know that you can't just say things, you know, you may have to find another way to make it happen so that the person doesn't necessarily feel like you're saying exactly what you're saying. I usually say in the first few sessions, we're going to get to know each other and build a relationship and build trust. And I say, and then we'll get into some of your treatment goal. We'll start getting more into your treatment goal. Once you can trust me in order to be able to share and open up. So I explain that usually my first session or during the assessment process, how services are going to look. Yeah, you know what? I have a young man and I've had him on uh, several podcasts and um, my Facebook lives. Awesome young man, and he doesn't mind talking about his challenges, but he does not want to talk to a therapist. And on his podcast, he says that he doesn't want to talk to a therapist because he has gotten into trouble with his mom before because he told the therapist some things. And then somehow it got back to his mother. And he said he confided in that therapist. And the therapist let him know that she would not tell uh, anything uh, unless his life was in danger. And he says that he found that not to be true. So he like just does not trust therapists. Um, but he can benefit for sure from talking to people because he, he does a good job in expressing himself, but there's a big uh, pain gap there in him that, I mean, when he says it, he's like, nope, I'm not talking. I'm not talking. And this, I mean, you can see it on his face and you can hear it in his voice that he's very serious. And it's unfortunate because he can find value you know what I mean? He needs some help because of the dynamics that are actually going on in his family. And I'm thinking, man, if you can get some help right now, you, you'll be okay. But right now I can see the scars uh, that are getting wider and wider and deeper and deeper, um, but he can speak well and he, he understands exactly what's going on, but he needs some therapy. How do you get to somebody like that? They're, they're so scarred or they've been so scarred uh, from therapy or a therapist 
that they don't want to they don't want any part of it. How do you get to a person like that? If you can get them in to the office. Because I believe I can get him in. And I've been thinking about this. I believe I can get him in. Then I will say, okay, the name of the company is I Can't Think Positive Counseling and Coaching Services. So if you don't want me to do counseling, allow me to coach you. Mm. Let's do some coaching. Let's do some enhancement. And you tell me as much as you want. You're, you're in control of this relationship. Hmm. And you and you start building rapport from there. So what what does that look like for the insurance when you talk about Medicaid and you know all of that? Is there a difference in how a person is billed from coaching to uh, therapy, even though it can be the same thing? You know, it can be a play on word. One word can change. The, the whole way you're exactly right. <laughs> you're exactly right. Or you could tell them, let's look at it as coaching. And you make it not so, it depends on your therapeutic approach. Are you textbook or are you conversational? Because if you're conversational, they don't feel like they're in therapy. And a person mm-hmm. should not really feel like I'm in therapy. There should be a bond. There should be a rapport. There should be free-flowing interaction and conversation. So there is a thing called PSR. Remember I said PSRI? Or for kids, it's CSI services. And your Medicaid services does allow for those, which would fall under kind of coaching because you're coaching them through life skills. I'm going to bring this young man to you. I'm going to, I'm personally going to bring him to you with this in mind. We're going to develop a strategy. And he'll probably listen to this because he listened ever since he's been, he's done a podcast. He listens to every podcast. <laughs> um, and he that means he's it. open and he's looking for something. So that's great. He's scarred and he's hurt, but it's not beyond reproach because he's not totally shut down. So that's the good thing. He's open. He's listening. Yeah. He's just listening for that one word. That one word, that one thing that makes him trust again. That one thing you hear that it only takes one word or one approach or one thing sometimes that changes, that turns the heart, that changes the mind. So as long as he's listening, he is open to change. Miss Tanita, I'm going to give you, you need to become a member if you can, even if it's just for one day, this uh, of the private Facebook group, because I did um, some Facebook lives with just the young men. And if you could hear some of their views, (laughs) Uh, and I didn't really stop them in the conversation. It was more like, coaching. It was almost a therapy session for them with them not really realizing it. And they said so many different things, but I feel like if they were in uh, a therapy session, they wouldn't say half of what they uh, said on the Facebook live, but they had each other to kind of bounce off different thoughts and oh yeah well you think I don't think therapy works no I think it works I just think so and so well no you you know what I mean so a lot came out of it I didn't intervene in the conversation as much I would just ask questions 
They went from even talking about the video games that so many mothers are having problems with, you know, these sons staying in their room, playing these games for hours and hours at a time and not doing what they should be doing around the house. They even had a candid conversation about that. I can't stand when my mother calls me and I'm right in the middle of my game. I just want to, uh, you know, and I'm like, and I'm thinking, what bills are you paying? If, if, if your mother calls you when it's time to do whatever, then you need to stop. But they had a totally different perspective on it. I am bringing that young man to you on Monday. Okay. On Monday. It'll be during the day because okay. I really, I think you can help him, but I, I need to bring him to you so that he can develop um, a rapport with you because he trusts me. And okay. I believe if I, you know, talk to him and just say, listen, this is what I think um, because he's got some serious stuff going on in his life and he is managing to me quite well, but he knows how to play the game. You know what I mean? Be, he's beyond his years. I'm going to send you his podcast, but beyond his years. But I feel bad for the woman that gets him because that's when it's all going to come out in, in a relationship. So I'm, I'm going to bring him to you so that prayerfully, you know, with the help of God, the therapeutic approach, coaching all of that because he's got the insurance he he was going and he just refused to go anymore but i, I think he'll come to you then we okay well just whatever we can do and if it's individuals that really need help or really want help and willing to do the work i will do some pro bono sessions because it's a higher power than me you know i look at it i say if i transition when I transition and I have money in the bank and God replays my life to me and yeah. I and he shows me clients that wanted help and I didn't do it because of the money I do not believe I'll hear well done my good and faithful servant mm -hmm. and my goal is to do the will of God and he said be helpers one to another Mm -hmm. So, um, if you have anybody and they really want services and they don't have insurance, don't say I'm not going to send them because they don't have insurance. Because there's a greater call. Amen. Girl, that is the truth. And we're coming into a time, 2022, where it's getting real. Oh, it, it is, is real. Real. It and is real. And it's, I, it's by God's grace and mercy that we're on this side. And I'm forever grateful and thankful that he's given me the opportunity to serve and to give. Yes. And you do have a giving heart. I mean, it shows in the growth of your uh, agency, the things that you're doing, you know, with your clients. Um, you have experienced a lot of growth over the years. I knew you when positive, uh, when, I'm going to say it again, when I can think positive was a thought. I don't even think it was a thought <laughs> then, you know? So to, to come there and to see the number of families and children, you know, 
uh, that you are serving and servicing well, it makes my heart smile, you know, because I know that God is in the midst of it. And, you know, there's a lot of prayer that takes place in the background, you know, because like you said, it's faith based. You don't necessarily always bring faith to the forefront of what you're doing, but it's always in the back and it helps to lead and electrify the atmosphere in the work that you do. So that means the Holy Spirit has already gone before you and he's already solved the problem before you even get to the client. And it may not manifest that day, but it's in the process of being made manifest. So I thank God for you and I thank God for what you are doing. I'm praying that you would continue. Is there anything else before we close that you would like to say just to kind of, you know, give some words or wisdom or just say anything that we didn't hit on? Because uh, I'm thinking about these young men that I got to get to you. But <laughs> I know we, we've been saying it, but no, I especially after that, the Facebook lives that we did, and we did that right before the Christmas break. I'm like, these gentlemen need some help. But they were getting it as they were talking amongst each other, it needs to be like in a group and just not letting them feel like they're in coaching or like they're in therapy. As long as they can just talk, talk, and you know, you're like this. And you say, what? Well, why would you do that? Well, who said? And then they just, you know, they're just talking, but that is what they need. And I'm bringing them to you. Okay. Well, we have to work together and I'm ready. If, if God brings us to it, he'll bring us through it, you know? So we have to be helpers one to another. My thing is, is to listen to your sons. Don't tell your sons that you shouldn't feel like that because everyone's feelings are valid. Maybe give them a different way of thinking. I would like to change your thinking. But when mm. you tell someone you shouldn't feel like that, that that's not right, that invalidates their feelings. So we need to validate and hear their feelings and then tell them, well, have you thought about it like this? Or this is my view on it. But as soon as you say you shouldn't feel that way, that's stupid. You get that wall, you get that block, you get those defense mechanisms coming out because you're yeah. invalidating the way that they feel. So make sure that you validate feelings and emotions and respect their feelings and emotions. Even if it's not right, it's how they feel. And then yeah. change can take place. But they have to know where they are in order to change. So if they cannot identify where they are and how they feel change cannot take place so it is good that they tell you exactly how they feel so change can take place amen well said well said oh i'm so glad we finally got this interview done and it was excellent as i expected you gave a lot of good pointers a lot of good tips uh, a lot of wisdom and we thank you for that so we're going to go ahead and close in prayer. I'd like to thank everyone for listening today. Make sure you follow us on um, one of our media platforms. You can visit us on our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com uh, or our Facebook group, Dr. Leslie Inspires. So 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and the nuggets that you have given to our guest, Ms. Tanita. And we pray for supernatural growth of her business, bringing the right people that you have empowered her to to deal with for a time such as this. You have already empowered her with the answer as you bring each and every family, each and every child, each and every uh, adult, each and every person, oh God. And we just thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you've already done. And we thank you for what you are about to do. In the mighty and magnificent name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So, Miss Tanita, as we prepare to close, can you just like kind of recap? some of the things uh, that we talked about, or is there anything that you would like to say that we did not touch on? How, how, what do you have for us? I would like to say that I would like for mothers to remember that the role that you have in life is not the same role as your son in life. So you're not going to always understand him So it's good to build a relationship because your role and his role that God has given you are two completely different roles. So we have to understand what is his plight in life? He is born to be a leader. That is what he's supposed to be. So we have to support him and nurture him into being a leader and not a follower. And so as we do that, we have to learn him and his strengths and his weaknesses so we can enhance those things which are good and prune those things that are hindrance to his growth and becoming a leader. So always remember that you're raising a leader. You're raising a head because the man was created to be a leader. So that is what um, I want to leave in that aspect. And COVID did bring out a lot of stuff that we didn't know what was there because it forced us, men, women, young and old, to deal with our own stuff because it slowed everything down. And sometimes we keep busy to occupy so we don't think about our stuff and what we're going through. So COVID forced us to think about us and deal with our things and our um, baggage. So it brought out a lot of anxiety. It brought out a lot of depression because we were no longer in control Mm. of our day-to-day life. And a lot of people like control. And when not having that control and the not knowing and the uncertainty increased anxiety and the anxiety brought on depression. So we saw a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, Mm. a lot of childhood stuff come out because then we were forced to look at our deficiency, what we feel is missing and cleaning out just as people cleaned out their houses. A lot of stuff went to Goodwill to the point Goodwill stopped. Some Goodwill stopped accepting 
we also <laughs> clean a lot of people cleaned out their insides. Yes. And but did we repair what we were cleaning Ooh, out? Oh my goodness. That's a good point. Wow. Um, from the school standpoint, Ms. Tanita, we saw some of the same things being virtual. We were, I was really concerned at how school might be coming back. You know, thank God uh, we're in a smaller, more personalized environment, you know, to where we can deal, you know, with some of the issues and we kind of dealt with them head on coming back and eased our way into it. But even being on break and doing home visits during uh, the time that we were virtual and uh, kids were learning on Zoom, there was a lot of everything that you just talked about going on in the homes with our young men and young women. So what you said is exactly uh, correct. And, and that's another reason why it's important to have these types of partnerships so that you can, we can refer our children, you know, over to uh, your agency or, or someone like you to where, you know, our children can get the help that they need. Our families can get the help that they need. So yes, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. So on that note, uh, we will go ahead and close. And we just thank you once again, Ms. Tanita. We look forward to working with you uh, this school year on a continued basis. And we wish you all the best in everything that you do. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best. I've known you for quite some time now. And God yes. continues to sustain and grow the school and I'm thankful to have a school like yours in the community that we can refer to as we do. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesleyinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.